Well, welcome Hello. back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast. Uh, this is a space where it is okay not to be okay. And Rashida and I are here to offer you that space to kind of just deal with everything that life throws at us on the daily. On a daily. Exactly. An hour, minute. Every, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so welcome to <laughs> season two. Season two. Episode two. And this is our autism awareness. Oh my gosh, this is such a special show. episode. I am so, been so excited about it, mm-hmm. you know. And we're definitely same, gonna, same. you know, get into it. But you know, mm-hmm. I just want to kind of see, Hillary, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm in a. <laughs> I'm in a Moderna funk right now. Oh um, boy! But I am doing okay. I am literally just happy to be here at the the new. Uh, you know, the new studio here at so Bellworks cool Shared Universe here. Podcast Studio. Um, it's pretty awesome. Shout out to Ming. Yes, Ming, Ming. Ming and the crew. Um, so happy to be here and happy to be here with you. It's yes. been a while. It has it been is, a journey. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a little tough for us to kind of get it together. Yeah. Um, but here we are. We so are here. Happy to be here. Um, to coming be together here. to uh, kind of round out this month of yes. Autism Awareness Month yes. and a, a topic that is near and dear to our heart for some obvious reasons, some not yeah. so obvious reasons. So yeah. Rashida, so share. let's get started. So, yeah. So again, this is like near and dear to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, for you know those out there who you know are aware, you know I have two children who have um you know, been diagnosed with autism Mm -hmm. and, you know, one also has ADHD as well. So this is near and dear to my heart. And I know that you do have a family member Mm -hmm. as well who has a diagnosis. Um, So, you know, when we thought about the show, we, we said, why not have a show to, to bring that awareness, but more so, you know, I've been seeing like, Aside from autism awareness, autism acceptance. Uh huh. You know, yes. and I think that's the bigger picture. You know, we can be aware that someone, okay, that person's autistic, but let's let's bring that acceptance. Absolutely, the acceptance of this is who this person is. This is how this person shows up, and I think that you know the kind of theme for twenty 2020 twenty slash twenty twenty one, and hopefully moving forward in the world yeah. is acceptance. Absolutely. You know, radical acceptance. If that, you know. That that we are who we are and yeah. and it doesn't have to be changed. Yeah. It just, it needs to be accepted. Yeah. So then we got really psyched to do the show when we found out that we have two really special oh guests. Oh my gosh, two wonderful guests. I feel like they're celebrities. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's, we're going to just start off with Miss Nadine Wright, our booba car. Yes. Oh, a beautiful name. <laughs> um, Nadine, she is the president and founder of Nissan's Place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she basically is a native of Newark, New Jersey, and she, res- you know, sh- she is the founder um, of this 501c3 nonprofit, a wonderful organization helping mm-hmm. children and families with autism. She's out there in the community. Um, she's got so many programs going. Um, I'm, I'm loving the the building program, which uh-huh. we'll get into. Absolutely. I can't and, wait to hear more about this. You know, she has brought so much opportunity absolutely. and so much awareness um, to her community and other communities. So yeah. we have Nadine here. Welcome, Nadine. Welcome, Nadine. Oh, wait, I don't think we can hear you. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Thank you hey. so much for having me. I'm excited. This we is Autism so- Awareness Month. That's right. But Autism Awareness Month is every day for us. 
Yes. Oh, absolutely. yeah. We are honored to have you here. And we also have Miss Shannon. Oh, my goodness. Hi, everybody. Hi. Shannon Lutz Santos, correct? Yes. Um, me. Shannon is the mother of a teenager with an intellectual disability. She's also an advocate for those with um, different intellectual, you know, um, and even also physical challenges. Mm -hmm. um, she works, you know, you know, Nadine has provided a lot of services um, that Shannon has been, you know, um, grateful to be able to receive and, you know, as on that other end. So I'm so happy that she is here as well, mm -hmm. you know, um, to speak on, again, what Nissan's place has done for her. Yes, yes, yeah. definitely. So thank you both for being here. We are honored to have you and for you to give us this time. Uh, and we have quite a few yeah, questions. So let's, let's get down to it. Okay, let's so get down to business. Let's yes. Get down to business. <laughs> yes, so, yes. So, so, so Nadine, let's start with you. Um, so mm -hmm. tell us about your journey with, with autism. Ooh, where do I begin? <laughs> well, over 15 years ago, my son um, was diagnosed with um, autism. Back then it was called PDD, um, Persuasive NLA. Developmental Delay. Not otherwise special, um, specified. Yeah. Yes. And, um, you know, autism literally changed my life. Um, it was something that I had no idea what it was. Um, just to give you a perspective, I have four children, um, biologically and two stepchildren. Um, Nason is my only son and he's my last child. Um, so my dreams and my hopes for him were, were in a sense dashed because I didn't understand what I was dealing with um, when he got the diagnosis, like, you know, and once I started doing research on it and um, got over the initial shock of it all, because it, 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 it was a shock to understand sure. some of the things that I was reading that I didn't know about um, and what this could mean for his life um, and all of our lives were impacted. But I knew that I couldn't feel sorry for myself anymore. Um, which I did. I blamed myself. I was close to 40 when I had him. I figured that maybe I had him too old. I started questioning, did I do this right? Did I do that right? Mm, wow. And the truth be told is we did everything we were supposed to do. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately, as we all know, there is no known reason why autism occurs in our children. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I had to do something. So when I started trying to find programs and resources for him to deal with the everyday challenges that I was going through, I couldn't find any in our community. I live in East Orange, New Jersey, Essex County, and I couldn't understand why there were no programs and resources. Honestly speaking, I needed respite. I needed some much needed me time because it was overwhelming um, and I couldn't find it, but that led me on a journey. Mm -hmm. And it also led me on my purpose. You know, sometimes we don't know that whatever we want in life and what is chosen for our purpose may be two different things. Mm -hmm. So um, as I started to not be able to find programs, I started to thinking why I continue to be a part of the problem and my solution and become part of the, no longer a problem, but a solution. Mm -hmm. So it took me three years to decide to start a nonprofit. So I can not only help families like mine that were impacted, but other families who I know must've felt alone like I did. Wow, that's so incredible. To, to have your own, um, the needs of your family fuel a passion mm -hmm. to then turn it into, it drives you, it, it literally drove you to develop Nissan's place. 
because you saw the need, not only for your own family, but for your community. So I, I, I would imagine that's because when you went looking for some resources, they were pretty hard to find, almost non-existent. They were very hard to find. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the one thing I can tell you that I felt through all of that process um, all those years ago is I felt alone. I felt like I was the only person going through it. Sure. Because no one was really talking about talking about autism, especially in um, communities of color Mm -hmm. in the urban inner cities where, you know, the need is great Um, to give you a little perspective. And you probably already know that this New Jersey has the highest rate of autism in in the country. Um, the least amount of programs were in and around underserved inner city communities. So, you know, I, I truly believe that a zip code should never be a reason any child, um, goes without much needed resources so that they can reach their full potential. So I actually left my career. I was in banking for over 25 years. That was going to be my retirement job. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to do. And then autism happened and I had to change my career path. Initially, I said I needed to find a job that would give me the hours and the days that I needed to be home with my son. Mm -hmm. So the only job that I could think of was teaching. So I thought that that would be the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, But in order to become a teacher, you needed a degree. When I started out in the banking industry back in the 80s, you didn't need a degree. You could work yourself up into, you know, managerial. And that's what I did. But to become a teacher, I had to make a decision and go back to school. So at 40 years old, getting the diagnosis the same year, finding out also two months prior to getting the diagnosis about my son that my dad had terminal cancer. Mm -hmm. I decided to embark on going back to school and getting my degree. And I'm happy to say in 2009, I was able to get my bachelor's degree in business management and marketing. And I was going to use that to go into the classroom and to learn more about special education. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I subbed a little while and I I realized that more was needed outside of the classroom than inside of the classroom. So that's where I put my focus on. And that's what I've been doing through Nissan's Place since we started nine years ago. Amazing. Wow. Wow. That's the word. Wow. Wow. So such a a powerful story, you know, Um, and, you know, it just definitely just resonated with me. You know, I can relate to you, Nadine, of, you know, I mean, you know, just not being able to find those services or, or hitting roadblocks, you know, um, you know, and, and that need for respite, that need for some time away, um, you know, so thank you for bringing up those points, you know. And something else that seems so evident is that you're, it's driven by love. What you're doing is driven by love of Nissan. And, you know, not, it doesn't sound like, you know, I'm sure there were, you know, there was anger that there was, you know, not much available there, but you seem to have chosen love to kind of guide you and, and set you on this path, which, you know, it seems so evident in how, you know, in how you tell your story. So that's really amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And, and, you know, we want to, you know, kind of bring, go ahead. We, we want to bring um, Shannon into the conversation. I was just going to say, Nissan's. Oh, I'm sorry. I just want to say, Nissan's place is actually therapy for me. Mm-hmm. It really is. And wow. that's that's amazing. 
you know, that it's, a, you know, you feel mm-hmm. it's therapeutic. therapeutic it's, sure. Yeah. And just imagine how therapeutic it is for the families that you serve as well. Sure. You know, and then letting them see like, whoa, like, you know, she's a mom with a child with special needs and she's doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's making it happen. You know, she made open, made doors where there were no, no doors, mm-hmm. which that's amazing and incredible mm-hmm. in itself. Wow. Okay. So um want to bring Shannon into the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, so w- let's talk about your journey, you know, with your daughter who has an intellectual uh, disability. Um, <clears throat> well, it started around when Mariah was six months old. Um, I have a teaching background. That was my start. That was my career is I was a teacher for five years uh, before I had Mariah. And um I was teaching at the time and I was about six months old and I was, I realized she wasn't reaching the milestones that she should have been. And, um, I was like, well, you know what? Maybe she's a delayed learner. Mm-hmm. Some kids, they take a little longer to, yeah. you know, get their milestones than others. Mm-hmm. So I gave it to about, she was a year old. I took her into the doctor's office. I said, listen, you know, she's not, attempting to pull herself up. She's not attempting to walk. She's not attempting to talk. I would put her in the middle of the floor with her toys around her. She wasn't attempting to go get them. You know, all up until about she was six months old, she was reaching all these milestones and then all of a sudden, nothing. So the doctor had did some, um, uh, I guess you would call it like cognitive tests with her like to stack the blocks mm-hmm. and to, you know, pull herself up when they're try- when he was trying to uh, get her to go up on her feet and she was failing all the way down the line. So we took her to a neurologist and I have gotten the same diagnosis of the PDDNOS. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started with um, early intervention. As soon as I found out everything, just like Nadine, I was reading, you know, mm-hmm. I knew, I knew a little bit about autism and intellectually delayed and uh, things of that nature mm-hmm. because I was I was a teacher. I've seen it firsthand. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to your own child, it's it's harder. It's Absolutely. harder to, to believe because as Nadine said, you know, you have all these dreams and hopes yep. for your child when you have them and then all of a sudden you're hit with this blow that your child is delayed. Now what? Now now you mourn. Sure. The life that you thought that you would have for your child. Now you mourn the life. But then, as Nadine said, also, eventually you got to pick yourself up by the bootstraps mm-hmm. and you got to say, you know what? This is the hand I was dealt. This mm-hmm. is what I got to do. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I got her into early intervention. Uh, she went from, you know, not playing with her toys to playing with her toys. She went from not you know, being mobile at all to crawling all over the place. And, mm-hmm. you know, she she made leaps and bounds up until she was three. And then I put her in the preschool program. And then I got, um, I had to deal with the North Board of Education. Mm-hmm. Now, anybody who's online probably knows about the North Board of Education. It's not pretty to deal with them. And they always say that they have, you know, services for our children, but they don't. Yeah. So I had to fight them for four long years. I got a lawyer through Rutgers. Um, You know, I had a a lawyer student with another, uh, with a regular lawyer looking over them, watching the case. Mm -hmm. Um, So after that, you know, I was able to 
get her the help that she, more help that she needed. I was able to get her out of district, mm-hmm. and now she she's come such a long way. And you know, now we're in our teenage years, mm-hmm. and we're this is another milestone that we're going through. Mm-hmm. Um, when Mariah was about six or seven years old, that's when I became part of the big, beautiful Nathan's Place family. Mm. Um, I went to, a, it was my first time ever meeting anybody, you know, any other parent that was going through the same thing I was going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was through a sensory friendly movie day. Mm. And as soon as I walked in and at that time, you know, we were, we were still pretty small. We're not as big as we are now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as soon as I walked in, I felt the love and the comfort and like the sense of family. And right. I always say that Nissan's place and Nadine and, you know, Portia, everybody, they're like, they're my second family. Mm-hmm. They really are. Because if anybody could relate to what I'm going through, mm-hmm. you know, it's them, especially living in an inner city, there's nothing here. Right. There's right. nothing here for our kids, nothing at all. And and that really speaks to what Nadine was saying in, you know, like the moment you just described, like Nadine felt alone. She felt like she was yes. only and as a mother, that's what you do. You feel alone sure. as a parent. And she even has the dads involved. How you did mm-hmm. that, I'll never mm-hmm. know. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll get the the dads involved because that's pretty that's uh, mm-hmm. pretty rough, but she gets the dads involved and the moms involved and you know it's it's such a like I know if there was something going on I could just pick up the phone and I could call mm-hmm. you know push out call Nadine I can even call Rashida because Rashida knows you know what I'm going through and if I just feel like I'm a big, I, as soon as I, like I said, as soon as I walked in, I felt like I was a part of a family. That's so beautiful. Nadine, how does it feel to, to hear, um, you know, Shannon is one of the families that you've embraced mm-hmm. um, as your own and in, in, as part of Nissan's place? Like, how does it feel to know that you were able to be that, you know, that safety that you needed, that you were looking for, you know, that universality that, hey, I'm not alone. It, it, it was a great feeling, but you know, it's in my heart. I mean, to to meet so many amazing children and Cheryl's like Sharon, Shannon, I tell all of our autism moms, you're Cheryl's to me. Mm-hmm. You know, people don't really understand what we go through on a day-to-day basis. And all of our situations are different, you know, all of our children have different challenges, mm-hmm. but, you know, being able to be a part of something that I had no idea was going to be as big as it had become. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Mariah is, I, I call all these kids, my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. We are a family. And, you know, at the time of us starting Nason's place, I, like I said, I just wanted respite. I didn't realize everything else that was so much needed. But the one thing that we have, as Shannon said, we we are family. We call each other. We go to parties for each other. Our children, yeah, we do. a lot of them didn't have a chance to have um, play dates or go to the birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Now we do. We got kids who are friends with kids outside of school because, you know, you never got to see that before. Sure. And it's Nathan's so hard place is something that I friends. thought. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's, it's but through so Nathan's place, we know. Yeah. yeah, that's okay. Through Nathan's Yeah. <laughs> Through Nathan's place, our children, our friends, our parents, 
get to hang out and have fun as well. So, you know, we, we, we are, cha- Ooh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm undressing myself here. We're changing <laughs> lives. And um, I didn't know how big this was going to be, mm-hmm. but I do know that God is all in it. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm a Christian. My faith guides me. My faith mm-hmm. keeps me. Um, and, and, and these are God's children. And, you know, he put this on my heart to do this. And anyone who knows me knows that I do it from the heart. Mm, yes. um, so clear. Because, yeah. um, so Nadine, because these children, mm-hmm. Nadine can, you know, that, and I think that's just, just beautiful, you know, that, mm-hmm. and you could tell by, you uh-huh. know, just, just your delivery and how you're talking about it, that this is a true passion, you sure. know, that you love the families that you service. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's talk about all the programs. Cause you have met, I mean, <laughs> I don't know if you thought that it was going to be at the level that it is now, but let's talk about the, all the programs that you've, you have and that you're looking to have. Well, what I started out, as I said, was just wanted some respite. I remember when I first started doing research for Nissan's Place, I had no idea how to run a nonprofit, no clue. Um, but I knew I needed to start somewhere. So I started doing some research on other programs within the in the community, well, outside the community because they didn't exist. And one one organization called New Horizons, I believe they're out of Union, they opened their doors to me. They let me come in and see how their operation worked. They had an after-school program. They had a Saturday program. I was so excited. I said, oh my God, we got to have this, um, you know, in our community. And then I started seeing that, you know, sensory-friendly movie days. I remember seeing AMC doing sensory-friendly movie days. And I was like, why do we have to go all the way to West Orange? Why do we have to leave our community? We have a movie theater right here in the city of Newark where I was born and raised. Why can't we go there? And it was a simple ask. So that led to sensory-friendly movie days. But then I said, you know what? Our children should have the same type of programs and services that any other children can have. And unfortunately, we had to create that for ourselves. The one thing that I've learned through this journey called autism, that if we want what we want for our children as parents, caregivers, we're going to have to create it ourselves. We can't wait for someone else to do it for us. Mm. And um, that's where I said, okay, we need a Saturday program because parents need some much needed de-stress me time. And the children need to do that too. They need to one thing I can tell you that it's important that parents know this, and I talk about this all the time. School is only one piece of our puzzle. Parents are responsible to not only um, get services for the children um, in school, but out of school too, so that we can work together um, collectively. But the schools have an obligation. Mm-hmm. They have an obligation to ensure that our children's needs are being met. And as, Sh- as Sharon mentioned earlier, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the school districts, I think, haven't really caught up with Mm -mm. some of the diagnoses that need to be tended to a little differently than they did 10 and 15, 20 years ago. And you have a lot of people in positions um, in some of these school districts that are making decisions for these children or our children, and they don't really understand the diagnosis of what that child is going to because they haven't been in a classroom in 20, 30 Mm -hmm. years because they're now in administrative roles. I think it's important that um, we work together, right? the parents Absolutely. and the school districts, because that's the only way these children are going to be successful. Absolutely. And it's also- And I think that's important. But the programs that we've offered- mm-hmm. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nadine. <laughs> I think it's like a, a lag. Mm-hmm. No. 
I'm sorry. The programs that we offer, you know, they've included an after-school enrichment program. They included a basketball inclusion program, mm -hmm. a Saturday inclusion program. Shannon will tell you and anyone else who comes out to our events, we don't leave the siblings out. It's very no. important that um, the siblings are inclusive in any of our programs because yeah. they're so often left out because parents are dealing with special needs of the children. But mm -hmm. we incorporate them in our programs at any of our events from our um, holiday parties, our masquerade celebrations, yeah. sensory friendly movie days, our barbecues, our annual barbecues, our trunk or treats, whatever we're doing, support groups, whatever we're doing, we invite the whole family out. I mean, yeah. our children for the first time um, in a few years when we started going to professional basketball games, we got buses to take our kids out of our community to give them the same type of exposures as every other child. And we will continue to do that. I mean, one of the biggest things that I'm so very proud of that Nason's Place was able to accomplish in the community is we were able to get the city of East Orange for the first time to offer not only an autism safety swim program for children mm -hmm. in our community, but an autism summer camp for our children, just like any other child. Wow. And these are huge milestones because it never happened before. Absolutely. Um, so we wow. will continue to knock down those doors. Um, the city of Newark, I mean, the love and, and support that we've gotten from them also has been overwhelming. They also started a um, swim safety program for children with autism. Um, and, you know, we'll get into it more, but, you know, Nason's Place never had a physical building. We we've been fortunate enough to get some amazing community partners to uh, allow us to utilize space so that we could offer the programs. But I'm very pleased to say in 2019, the mayor of the great city of Newark, New Jersey said, we're going to give you a building so that you can service those children and families. And wow. We have yeah. Wow. That is incredible. And I know that this building, you know, um, there's, there's work that has to be done. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's tell us about what's needed for this, this building. Um, so much, so much is needed. As you can see, that's Nate Son in the back. Hey, Nate Son. Live. Where are you? Let's see your beautiful face. Where are you? Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he does it all the time. He's too cute. Every time we're, we're in a meeting, uh -huh. no, no. Oh, it's too okay. cute. He has well, to show as up. You can I see, love it. He got crashed by Nate Son. Hey, Nate Son. Hello. Nason, say hello. Hey. Hi. This is what happens when you're an autism mom. The unpredictable could happen. Absolutely. So, Nason, you want to say hi? And hi. then I'm just going to go off for a minute and just go into another area so he can let mom do what you have to do. Nason, your mom is incredible. And she loves bye -bye. you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> that was great. So, was great. you know, something that I, I love when things like that happen. Yeah. There we go. I'm so glad we got to meet him. <laughs> and um, he's so, like, I, I look at her sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, Nadine, how do you do it? He's 16. He's hey, so please keep him down here. And he's so, he's, he's a big guy. Sure. And I look at him like, how do you do it? Sure. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. So strong. Absolutely. Oh. But you he's know, such a sweetheart. At the same time, he looks so, he, he's strong and everything. But he's such a sweetheart. He really is such a good kid. Yeah, that's amazing. And so um, that was a great surprise, Nadine. Um, so tell us, so the building- oh, I had to come to another part of the house. That's okay. <laughs> Listen, we, we're, you know, we're all mobile. We get to move around and that's great. Um, so yeah. Rashida, you were saying- So what are some of the needs of the building? Like what, you know, 
Well, the goal is the goal initially was to raise at least four million dollars so that we can build a state of the art autism center mm -hmm. um, that will house all of our programs after school, Saturday programs, summer camps, even possibly weekend respite, um, sensory rooms, classrooms. Mm -hmm. You know, we wanted to give the children a sense of normalcy when they came to the program. Sure. The Naissance Place didn't want it to just be about recreational. We want to be continuing to educate as we continue to help these families. We wanted to have advocacy because as you mentioned, you know, a lot of our families are challenged sometimes in trying to get what they need for their children sure. through the education system. And we wanted to be there as a support, but we also wanted to be there as a positive force and not a negative force. I think it's very important that we all work together because we have one common goal and that's to make sure that we get these children and families what they need. Absolutely. So these are some of the things that we will be offering you know, at the site. Um, and the goal was to raise $2 million, $4 million, $2 million to build it and another $2 million to sustain it. Because mm -hmm. even though we build that building now, we still need funding to get us started so that we sure. can continue to try to raise. Um, I will tell you that, you know, some things are happening now mm -hmm. that um, our dreams will eventually or should be coming to a reality where we oh, may have nice. someone interested in helping us build that building. And not only will we build that building for our families, we will also have an opportunity to possibly have some type of emergency respite um, programming. And um, so some good stuff is coming and I'm, I'm hoping, you know, this time um, next year, we would have broken ground on our new center. Wow, so, um, that's so incredible. That is, that is and and there is a GoFundMe page, correct? In place. There is a GoFundMe page we will link, there. Yes, we will put the links in and we'll make sure that it's there for those who want to continue to help in the efforts, you know, for the autism community. Yes. You know? um, and I just kind of wanted to, to just kind of Segue to Shannon, you know, um, we, we were talking about the advocacy, you know, on in Nadine's, you know, what she has done for the community. But where do you f find yourself, you know, being a mom again? You know, where are you at within your advocacy? What do you feel like you have you've been advocating for? Um, schools, because a lot of parents that I've run in, well, I've not run into, but I've come in contact with um, have talked to me about. You know, how do you get your daughter out of district? How did you do it? Um, the the district is not doing what they're supposed to be doing. And what I tell a lot of the parents is that that blue book that you get when you first go into, you know, uh, your your public school, their office, that blue, that book that they give you, the blue book, the your rights and laws as a special needs parent, that's your Bible. Mm. Believe it or not, that's your Bible as a special needs mother or a special needs father, parent in general. Mm -hmm. You open that book, it tells you everything. And a lot of people don't know the rights that they have. And a lot of people don't know that if they don't, if your district does not file your IEP to the T, to the, to the cross T, the dotted I, they could be in a lot of trouble. Hmm. Yeah. So what I'm hearing you say is that, you know, you have, you know, been met with barriers within the school system. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. But yeah. everything thus far, when it when it's come to my daughter, it's been a fight. Mm -hmm. It's always a fight with the district, a fight with the doctor, a fight with, you know, even a family member. You, It's always been a fight. And I can't wait until 
the fight is over. Because now, mm-hmm. you know, when Mariah was little younger, that was one fight. Mm-hmm. But now we're getting into the teenage years, or should I say we are in the teenage mm-hmm. years, now that it's another whole ball of wax. Mm-hmm. Because you know, now her personality's changing, and now it's a whole and so another ball of wax. And mm-hmm. it's another fight that I have to go through. You know, something that keeps, like, coming to me as we're speaking since the beginning and, and on my drive here, I, you know, I, I always question, how does one become an advocate and something that is kind of you just settled. speak out you yeah just, you something like from, from listening to you and Nadine I think it's it's this innate sense that we just have as mothers as parents mm-hmm. we have that inner advocate and as soon as we see that our child yeah. is in need and you know we kind of it's that that mama bear kind of papa bear mode that you just kind of the switch goes on and then all of a sudden you're an advocate like Nadine you said I didn't know how to 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 run a um a nonprofit I didn't but then you did (laughs) you know went and spoke to the the certain people and they embraced you so I think advocacy is kind of in us and it's just it's when in it, our nature. Yeah, it's I what think we it really do. Is. It's in a, it's in our DNA. It's in our nature. You just wow. You know when and, when and it I'm, comes to especially this community and mm-hmm. autism community, mm-hmm. it's it. You would not believe how many parents are in your same exact situation, mm-hmm. right? And what I say all the time is, you if you want to know something, ask. If that doesn't, mm-hmm. if that person doesn't know, mm-hmm. I'm sure that they know somebody who does know. Yeah. So network, I, network, network. Network, yeah, network sure. is absolutely. And I just, you know, question again for both, you, you know, Shannon and, and Nadine, you know, there are parents, you know, who don't get to that point where they feel very defeated, mm-hmm. you know, by the system. Sure. You know, whether it's a school system or it's the doctors mm-hmm. or it's your family. Mm-hmm. How do you, what would you say to someone who's just like feels like they don't have any more fight in them? You have um, you, you're the you're the voice. You 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 find it somewhere. Yeah, I would um, echo that. But one one of the things I think is very important for us to do and to know as parents is that we're our children's only and biggest advocate. Um, I think it's important that when we um, go into our meetings and our IEP meetings that we educate ourselves on on, on what our rights are mm-hmm. um, and, and make sure that we ensure that um, we're there for our children and the school districts have a job to do. Mm-hmm. And just like anything else, they're a business. Um, and um, But our children, you know, can't be a part of the sacrifice for that business. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we are... I think it's important that we collectively work together. There have been many challenges. I mean, I've been in IEP meetings. I go to IEP meetings. I got to give a big thank you recently. I don't know if you heard, I think it's opinion 50. This is a, um, something that was brought before the Supreme Court to stop people like me and Shannon from entering um, wow. IEP meetings with parent with parents because we weren't attorneys. They felt like some school districts felt like um, advocates like myself and Shannon coming in, we weren't properly versed on the law. So <laughs> therefore we should not be there. I'm, I'm very happy to say that, that the- um, That is laughable. Mm-hmm. It's laughable. And it was agreed upon by the Supreme Court, the New Jersey Supreme Court, that parents um, or advocates that go in there 
know more than the attorneys because they have not been taught that law. Exactly. So, and you have lived it. You've yeah. lived it. So it was deemed oh, that advocates yes. like myself and Shannon can go into those um those IEP meetings. And, and let me just say this. I go into those IEP meetings with a very positive um, focus mm -hmm. with the facts. I tell parents all the time, you can't just say, I want my child out of district if no, you don't you have, have proof that your it. child needs to um, be right. out of district. You write gotta be every right everything down, every little and you and you have to be you have to understand that in order for us to get what we want, we have to be able to communicate it and we have to do it in the right way. Right. I don't believe in yelling and screaming and shouting and threatening. That's not how you get it. Mm -hmm. How you get it is documentation, you know, following up emails, yeah. documenting. If your child is in a, a placement that you don't think that that child should be in, you need to prove that and how you prove it. Perfect example. If you're getting a call every day that your child is doing things that are behavioral wise or your child isn't listening, then that's not the right environment. So you document that today I got a call from the teacher. The teacher said, blah, 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 or they wanted me to pick them up. If you're constantly getting those calls, it's clearly what you need to document um, to use as your proof that this is not the right environment. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell any parent, and I know we love our children um, very, very much, and we want the best for them. Um, and um, but one thing I can tell you is don't go in there yelling and screaming and fussing. Get your paper, get your documentation, and get your facts because that's what's going to get you what you need for your child. Um, and you're not alone in this. So if anyone um, would like to reach out to me at any time, please feel free. I mean, Nissan's Place has grown so much. I got other parents going out and um, attending IEP meetings with our parents. And and I think school districts want to work with us. Mm -hmm. um, I think they still need to get educated a little more sure. on some of the disabilities that they're trying to make decisions for. But, you know, the door is open to always have conversation mm -hmm. with any of the districts in our area. Um, we have to work together. That's the only way. Again, I say it again, I'm never going to stray from that for all of us to have our children um, to reach their full potential. And, and, and that, is, that is so beautiful and so spoken like a true wise woman, you know, who has clearly seen it all, been there, done that, continues to do it. It is fighting the good fight, but there's a way to fight smart. Yes. That's what I'm hearing you say. Yes. Go in there, you know, with your documentation, like Shannon was saying as well. Write everything down. Build can your I, case. Yeah, go ahead, Shannon. Can I, I just want to add to that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't hurt to compromise. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't hurt to compromise. Because the way I was able to get Mariah out of district mm -hmm. was because I compromised with okay. her. They said, hey, try this. Mm -hmm. And I did. I tried okay. it. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then it didn't work out. It does not hurt to compromise okay. with them. Um, I, I want to point out, too, we have a lot of people commenting yes. and a lot of people thanking you for sharing this story and, uh, you know, saying the fight is never over and knowing your rights and goals when attending the IEP meeting. Somebody asked, um, Allison uh, asked, please inform us how to make autistic parents and children feel more comfortable when we see them in a park or a public place. Like to, I guess to kind of embrace if, if there's mm -hmm. a, a child having, you know, maybe a tantrum or, you know, uh, or maybe stimming, stimming or absolutely. Um, or yeah. How, how could we, I, well, I'm going to say this, Go ahead, you don't yeah. want to approach a child when he's going through a meltdown. Okay. Look. 
when my son goes through a meltdown and each child is different, mm -hmm. but when a child is going through what I deem as an involuntary meltdown, when they're, you know, some people may call it a tantrum, mm -hmm. you know, that was one of the hardest things for me to watch my son go through and I couldn't console him or sure. stop him. You have to step back mm -hmm. um, and you let to let them go through it. But the one thing I will say to the person who's Allison who's asking, mm -hmm. show compassion, mm -hmm. show um, empathy, um, ask how you can help. You know, um, the one thing we, we as parents want is we want understanding and we want acceptance. Yeah. But the one thing I learned through this journey, in order for us to get that, we have to educate our community because there are people who are ignorant, just like I was prior to being an autism mom. I didn't know what autism was. If I saw a kid going through a, a tantrum, I just say that's a bad kid. Sometimes he just needs a good old fashioned, you know what? Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is that's not the case because I live it and I know what that's like. So I, I tell people what I had to learn to do is I had to learn to not be angry because I used to I used to get stares, you know, we would go to the mall and they sign would fall out. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had to learn that that used to be me. I was that ignorant person. So mm -hmm. I used the opportunity to educate. I said, you know, and I had to stop apologizing. I'm, I had to learn that I can't keep apologizing for my son's behavior because it's a part of his disability. Yeah. What I can do is now educate you on his disability and hopefully I can stop out the ignorance that was there and gain acceptance. If we gain that acceptance, we gain opportunities. If we gain opportunities, we get help. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Thank you. That really helps. And thank you, Allison, for asking that question. Yes. That's, you know, clearly, you know, I think again in this, time, hopefully, of acceptance for all, mm -hmm. you know, all who are, you know, different, the same, yes. whatever, that we are, we are becoming more aware that acceptance is where it's at. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's at, you know. They're not alone. That's what right. I usually do. You're, yeah. I'll just see it. I'll just, and like Nadine says, you always ask if they want help. If not, you know, mm -hmm. I just say, I've been there. Uh -huh. I've, I've, I've said them. that. Meet them with compassion, which yeah. really, you know, yeah. that's... And that's it's important that our children are not hidden. I can tell you prior to Nason's place, I had a lot of parents tell me they never took their kids out. Mm -hmm. They were ashamed. They were embarrassed because of the stigma. I remember at one of our movie days, a woman said to me, thank you for saving my life. And I had to step back and was like, whoa, what, what, what does that mean? And she broke it down to me. She said, when my son was three years old, and that was 10 years ago because he was now 13, we came to a movie and we were thrown out because my son wouldn't sit still. He kept making sounds. And she said, I vowed that I would never go back to another movie with him again. She said, but you gave us an opportunity to have our life back. And wow. now he can come to a movie and we feel comfortable. There's no one judging. There's no one shushing. There's no one um, telling us we have to leave our theater because it's our theater. Cityplex wow. 12 has been amazing to us for eight years, giving us our own theater every morning to go into once a month and made it affordable. I think the most we've ever paid for a movie day at Cityplex 12 was $10. Wow. And that included yeah. popcorn. Popcorn, <laughs> drink, and a few snack, and that was the price for everybody. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. The price. So, everybody I mean, everybody gets it. Every, you got to see it. it's so much yeah. fun because the kids they'll be running around mm -hmm. and they'll sit down and watch the movie, and then they'll they'll make noises. And Nadine mm -hmm. always says this before every movie: 
let the children do what the children want to do. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not shushing them. You mm-hmm. all, all the time she says that. And I love it because Beautiful. they're running around and everything and they sit down and watch the movie and they eat the popcorn. I just love it. I just yeah. love the, the movie. And I just want to say, you know, Nissan's place, you know, should be a model program mm-hmm. for all counties. Yeah. You know, it, you're looking at the whole person. You know, not not just the needs of the um, the child or the young adult who has this diagnosis, mm-hmm. but you're also like being a support and providing that re- needed respite for that parent as the well. Whole and the whole family system, yeah, Absolutely. the whole family because, system. like you know, like Nadine was saying before, with including siblings, it yeah. is yes. a family system. And so many times, you know, I am not an expert at all in this field, but I know that so many times yeah. the siblings um, miss out on that attention because. Absolutely. Parents are spending so much time trying to find resources and help for um, the yeah. the child with special needs, yeah. and so yeah, this you really. I mean, if we kind of zoom out, this this whole Nissan's place could really be the yeah, absolute um, model. model program for other programs because again, you are. I mean, our kids, you know, um, you know, with a diagnosis of autism, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of them drown, like the rates, you know, that's like their, Mm -hmm. uh, one of the major risk factors is drowning and just being able to teach them how to swim, you know, to reduce that, you know, fatality is just amazing. One of the many, wow, I am blown away. We, We have Cheryl here that said, parents need to teach their kids and show by example that if a kid is different or acting different, that they are not bad or weird. Amen, Cheryl. Yeah. Yes, that is exactly, true. you know, and but, again, go ahead, Nadine. And I want to just chime in, you know, sure. I, I got to tell you how important it is for that caregiver or that parent to be de-stressed because if we're stressed out, there's no way that we can deal with our children. And I just want to just piggyback. One of the things that I um, came up with that was important to me as a mother is to have some de-stress time. And what, mm-hmm. what we started doing, I think three years ago, um, this year will be our fourth year. Um, we did a Pamper Me Mother's Day event and we do a day um, once a year for our parents, even though they need it every single day. But yeah. it's a day where they can come and they get massages and they uh, get yes. mimosas and some sangria. We need that. Yes. But it's also, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's also an opportunity for them to de-stress and, and, and be around other mothers who understand what they're going through. You know, to be able to have a conversation with someone who gets what I go through opposed to, you know, some of my friends and family who I know, you know, care about what's happening in my life, but they really don't get it, you know? Yeah. So being around women who get it and, and being in a good environment, I mean, I'm very grateful for all the people who donate to us and sponsor because every year when we host that event for our mothers, they pay not $1. Wow. They Thank pay you. not Thank $1. Thank you to all the sponsors. And Beautiful. Thank you so much. It's very well much needed. And mm-hmm. I am so, so from the bottom of my heart, so grateful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So Welcome. And know, it's important for self-help, self, self-support yeah. for the parents as well. And Absolutely. that's what we, we want to do. Yeah, to be able to de-stress so we can kind of come down so we're not meeting our children feeling up to here already and trying to, you know, figure out, you know. Yeah, what- I mean, because it's 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 just layer upon layer sure. of stress. And also, yeah. you know, just some feelings of like trauma, you know, mm-hmm. being traumatized Absolutely. by the system and, mm-hmm. and, you know, 
not being able to get the things that you need. But right. you know, I'm, I'm, you know, Nassan's place is at such a great place right now. But do you envision what? What else do you envision for Nassan's place? You know, and I see you smiling <laughs> <laughs> because as you ladies talked about Nassan's place being a model. One of mm -hmm. my biggest dreams through um, Nassan's Place is that I want Nassan's Place to be a model for other underserved inner city communities mm -hmm. to follow. Um, I don't want to franchise Nassan's Place name, but I want to be able to go in and show people how we were able to do what we did in our community because it can be done, but it can't be done by ourselves. We need the support of the community. We need yeah. the support of our friends, our families, our politicians in the community, our businesses. That is all needed in order for us to make sure that these children, our children, can live the best possible lives and get the right supports that they need within their own community. We should never have to have our children leave a community to get resources. There's no reason for it. And, you know, Essex County is a very large county. There's a lot of supports here and we just have to tap into it. One of the biggest things I was told um, as to why things weren't in place before, um, no one asked or people may have asked, but they didn't ask, I guess, the right way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that, um, as mad as we can all get, because I'm a mother too, and I get angry about some of the things that I see that I think are unjust. I will tell you, I um, was able to get Nason out of district day one. I, I did my research. I did what I needed to do. And I knew that the programs here would not fit his, um, his needs. Mm -hmm. um, some other parents, unfortunately, haven't had a successful um, case in getting their children. Like you, Shannon mentioned, we should never get an attorney. Why are we paying attorneys? Why are we paying taxpayers money to hire attorneys to fight parents or to act, to literally fight attorneys. parents? Right. right. That's why. So, you, have you know, I, I think it's important that we have to learn that we can use that money that we're paying these attorneys to put the resources in the classroom mm -hmm. so that we yes. can better serve our children because that's where it needs to be. Mm -hmm. But I think we still got a long way to go before we get there. Mm -hmm. I do believe that we can get there, but we got to do it together. Mm -hmm. I believe in positivity. I believe in working together. And that's the only way that we're going to get um, what we need for our children. And that's important. But I do see Nason's place going around to any county, any city, any state. I have people people who have reached out for me from other states to want to know how they can do what we do here. And wow. it's all about, it. I, I will tell you, it's a lot of commitment it's a lot of sacrifice, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, it's worth every bit of it to be able to see the smiles on the faces of the families that we serve. Mm -hmm. But more importantly, when I can get a text in the morning telling me, thank you for doing what you do. Thank you for caring because mm -hmm. I didn't think anyone else cared about me or my children. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah. you know, and this is just God doing his work and he's just using me and he's used my son. An angel, a couple of angels here on earth, for sure. Yes, you know, you yes. are delivering this, in, you know, these incredible resources. Absolutely. And again, from the minute you popped on the screen, Nadine, it is so clear that love is what is driving you. And the same for you, Shannon. It's love. And it's, it it's, it's, you know, this underlying need and want to connect to connect people to connect and and that's really what everybody wants Absolutely. is to feel connected and be connected i am so moved like i can literally cry right now i'm not going to do it you but can. this is like just beautiful <laughs> i thank you so much for for sharing your stories and and nadine for for doing what you do and shannon doing what you do for you know you're giving voices to 
children and parents that don't know how to access their voices. Yeah. And, you know, I second all that, you know, and I, I just wanted to, you know, you know, Nadine, we were talking about where you see Nissan's place. And I, I envision that too. Put right. it out in the universe, Absolutely. you know. Um, but Shannon, what, you know, I just kind of want to, we, and then we're going to move into like our, our little no shame mode. But Shannon, where do you, what do you, where do you want to see your daughter? I want to see, and I always say, I want to see her be a happy, mm. productive member of society. Beautiful. And for, in order for that to happen, I, I have to help her now. Mm -hmm. Because one day my husband and I are no longer going to be here. Mm -hmm. And she will always need help. Mm -hmm. But I don't want her to be too dependent on somebody else. So as long as she's happy, she's productive in any way that she chooses fit, that's all I care about. Wow. That's all I care about. Mm -hmm. It's beautiful. Spoken like a true mom and advocate. So yeah, there was so Thank many takeaways. I know. Yeah, I'm like, I, I feel like I would love to have you ladies back so we can kind of talk about, yes. um, you know, next steps for, you know, both of your your children are in their teens now. So that, Yeah, and we're going to be going through the, that adult yeah. So kind of the steps for parents of, you know, whose whose children are no longer like school age, elementary, middle school, but moving into high school and and what happens after high school and college, because yeah. that is so possible. And, you know, and jobs and, yeah. you know, and where and how to get support yeah. and where the support is. And, you know, I think about, you know, um, parents of neurotypical kids, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, okay, they're, they finished school, they're going to move out. And, mm -hmm. you know, this is a lifelong Absolutely. process. Sure. Sure. You know, um, mm -hmm. of figuring out and, and, and hoping that, mm -hmm. you know, things will be okay for our kids. And Rashida, you're going through it yourself. You're mm -hmm. going through it too, because you yeah. have children of your own yeah. who are on the spectrum. So, yeah. you know, you're going, th you're going through the beginnings. Mm -hmm. The beginnings. Yes, right. you're going through Whoa. all the doctor's appointments <laughs> and, and all the different labeling. Behavioral all, issues. Yeah. Yeah, right. and all that yeah. stuff. And you are um, also, you have a, a special needs support group for parents as yes. well that you run. Yes, yes, you know, um, but which yeah. is your advocacy. Absolutely. And similar to Nadine, mm -hmm. you know, um, I was just stressed out about just not having the support, mm -hmm. you right. know, because um, sometimes your family, you know, they mean well, but they may not truly. They don't get it. They don't know how to be mm -hmm. supportive mm -hmm. in the way that we may need. Mm -hmm. um, so developing that support group was mm -hmm. a way to just connect, you know, um, parents, mm -hmm. you know, just to know that they're not alone. Cause I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think we're alone in, in this. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, not, that seems not. to be a clear, you know, from all three of you that, that seems to be a place where, you know, you start feeling alone yeah. feeling like, how do I navigate this? How you, yeah, so yeah. it's really amazing, all of you. Thank you for sharing. And you need that salvation yeah. as a mother. You need that. Right. And or as a father, you need it. I look forward to the groups that we have with positive uh, perspective with Rashida mm -hmm. for myself. And then mm -hmm. I look forward to the groups that I, I'm a part of with Nadine for mm -hmm. Mariah, you mm -hmm. know? And sure. It, without that, oh my God, I don't know. I'd probably be like hitting myself, my, my head against the wall. Listen, yeah, you know, but yeah. it's so amazing that, you know, 
the human spirit, right? We come yeah. together um, to serve our children, to serve ourselves, and we wind up with a place like Nissan's place. Yeah. And look at how it's literally, wow. it's changing the face of autism locally and the support mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, we're going to absolutely post the GoFundMe page absolutely. because let's get that building built. And, and like tomorrow, I mean, I, 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 I would like come out there sweaty. with hammers and nails myself. <laughs> um, it's just so incredible and, and just incredible. I'm Can I just share this as well? Yeah, please. One of my goals through that building, um, because it is going to be called the Nasan's Place Community Center for Autism. Mm. One of my biggest goals through that place is to hire autism moms. Mm. A lot of our autism moms haven't been able to work mm -hmm. um, yeah. because they couldn't hold steady employment because of the phone calls they may have gotten or they were just too drained or, or, or whatever the case may be. Um, Nassan's Place want to be able to employ them. Who better to work with our children than the women or the caregivers who live it every day? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's important because even when we do programs, I hire individuals on the autism spectrum because I think it's important for people to, to know that our children are hireable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And in order to show them, we must practice what we preach. So whenever I'm having a program or a uh, an event and I need to hire, I look for um, individuals who are on autism spectrum because that's also giving them experience and it's giving them exposure. Yeah. But my, my that's going to be a community center for our families. So they should be a part of it. Just mm -hmm. like I think, you know, in, in anything that's going to affect our children, there should be representation from parents um, making those decisions for those children because they understand it. They live it. They know it. You know, I remember someone telling me once, um, you know, um, I understand what you're going through. And I said, well, how many children do you have on the autism spectrum? Oh, I don't, but I have 20,000 degrees. And I said, no disrespect, but until you have lived my life and closed those doors for 24 to 48 hours, then you can't possibly really understand what I'm going through. But I appreciate any support that you can offer, but you you really truly don't know because as Rashida knows, as Shannon knows, and every other autism mom knows, when those doors are closed, it's a whole different ball game for us. Oh yes, mm -hmm. oh yes. Yeah. And the careers that we've had, like you were saying, the, the autism moms, I was, I, I, my trade, my career was a teacher. Mm -hmm. And I did it for many, many years and I loved it. Sure. But when I had Mariah and then we got the diagnosis, mm -hmm. my husband and I had to sit down and have a serious conversation. Sure. Yeah. One of us had to work and one of us had mm -hmm. to stay home. And I was the one who chose to stay home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that part of my life, that part of my dream, I had to, you know, put to the side. Maybe mm -hmm. one day, hopefully I'll be able to do it again. I don't mm -hmm. know. At Nissan's place, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Will, In the community you, center. You maybe. will be able to do this. And I'm going to say one more thing before we leave. I have so much on my plate mentally <laughs> and I got to think no. about it. But one of the things that I'm Nissan's place is actually going to be doing this year, I'm excited. This is my, my baby and I'm going to call it that, is mm -hmm. that as Shannon said, you know, she wasn't able to finish what she wanted. There's so many autism caregivers and mothers out there who um, left their careers, left their jobs, they stopped living. Sure. An autism diagnosis doesn't mean we stop living. It just means we live differently. Different. So I thought about what can we do to empower and inspire our autism moms to start living their lives and their dreams. And we're going to have a luncheon this year. Um, and that luncheon will encompass a hundred plus women who 
our caregivers or autism moms for a day of empowerment and inspiration. Mm-hmm. I want to have women who are living their lives, who have careers, who are balancing it, who are still able to go out on dates, still mm-hmm. able to hang out. We can do that. We just need to be inspired and empowered. How? And how do we do that? How? We do that by having <laughs> others empower. You know what? We do that by having a bunch of women together mm-hmm. like us and we partner together, we network mm-hmm. and we become mentors for one another. Yeah, how can I support yeah. you? Yeah. There's mothers out there, autism moms who wrote books or who want to write a book, who wants to start a company, doesn't know how to start um, a, a business. And we have women who are autism moms that are doing it. So they, they're going to be the ones who's going to speak to those women that day. And yeah. we're going to inspire you. And hopefully my goal for that day is for every person who leaves out of there, that they leave out of there with a phone number of someone else yeah. that can help them along their journey. That's that's the wow. biggest for me. And that's going to happen um, in June this year. Beautiful. Awesome. We'd love to post that as Beautiful. well. Yeah. Share the information with us because we want to share all of your information. Yeah. It's I'm all finalizing some of the logistics, but to me, that's one of the, 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 the best things that we could do for our parents this year is to empower and inspire them. Wow. Because COVID has definitely taken a lot out of us, all of us. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. And that's a whole other show. Wow. Exactly. Mm. Amazing. <laughs> well, we would love to have you back both and, yes. and speak Anytime. about what's happening at Nason's place and, and keep us posted so we can and when share. And building, we'd, yes. we would love to like, like tape from your like yes, that building we can is podcast like, from Nason's yes, place. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. We would love it. And wow. I it mean, will happen. Yes, I I see it. And thank you both so, so much for your time and just incredible. I'm thank you for having me. Thank you for having us. All right. So we we can't let you go yet. We can't let you go. We got to give you a quick question. Oh, this is a good one. What book changed your life? Oh, I know. I don't read books. So. Shannon, you said, Oh, I know. I know. But it has nothing to do with autism. It's okay. Um, my mother had me read this book called, uh, Go Ask Alice when I was younger. Go Ask Alice. I'm writing it down. Mm. Yeah. When I was like 14 or 15. Okay. And it was a book about uh, a young girl Mm -hmm. who got, who was, she was a good kid. She, she Mm -hmm. got good grades. She went to school and everything. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. I'm going to read it. Okay. Well, <laughs> don't tell me what happened. <laughs> you know, you know the song. Go ask Alice. I think she'll know. It's an old song. It's a classic rock song. Mm. I forget who it's put oh. out by. Okay. Um, but it's a, it's she got into drugs and it's her, it was her diary. Wow. Oh. Okay. And oh wow. It, it it kept me away from doing drugs. Okay. Oh. My mother had me read it. It's it's a quick read. Like I read it again <laughs> when I got older. When I was younger, it was it was in a quick read. But now it's a quick read for me. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, it changed my it, it wow. didn't change my life, but. At the time, I'm like, I don't want to do drugs. Good for you. Okay. I don't Go do ask like Alice. This. Go ask Alice. I'm going to start my kids early. Yeah, no, read for that. sure. But, well, that's Nadine, what my mother did. She's like, Nadine, what about you? Book. What, what well, book changed there was There was no said book that changed um, mm-hmm. my life. I, I will tell you there was an author mm. who touched my soul. And that was um, Toni Morrison. Oh, yes. Um, I read Toni Morrison. I was a reader, you know, back in, in my younger years. Because I had more time on my hands. Time, exactly. <laughs> right. uh-huh. But 
two two books and two authors back then. Toni Morrison was one of them. I remember doing my um, term paper mm-hmm. decades ago. Kids nowadays probably don't know what that is. <laughs> we had to do term papers. I don't like and <laughs> I remember doing a term paper on Sula mm. by Toni Morrison. And I also, you know, Maya Angelou, mm-hmm. Why the Cage Birds Sing. I mean, mm-hmm. those two books really opened my eyes to a lot of things that were happening um, with young um, women, especially those of color set in the South. But just reading the words of these authors, these amazing women, right? like, you know, Maya Angela, Toni Morrison, those are the Mm -hmm. two that will stay with me forever. Beautiful. I got to check that out myself. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Rashida, what about you? Well, I, you know, really don't like to read books, but I have to do the Audible <laughs> thing now. Um, I, <laughs> I do, oh, thank God for Audible. Mm-hmm, um, uh, I don't know. Like if I have like a, a must read book. Okay. Can we, can we come back? To sure. That? For Yeah. For the, me. The pressure. Yeah. For me, as cheesy as it sounds, I'm going to say when Oprah introduced me personally, because, you know, Oprah, when she introduced me to The Secret and I found oh. The Law of Attraction from there. So introducing me to that book, the concept of The Law of Attraction, and then it just had me on this like voracious journey. What's to, it called? The Secret? The Secret. It's I just, an, yeah, and just an introduction to the law of attraction, which is like the law of gravity. And so from there, it just kind of took me on like a deep dive into the law of attraction. So I would say that. Yeah. I I like, uh, you know, I enjoy books, you know, um, you know, that people telling the real story, like the Steve Harvey story Mm. and and his journey and um, Les Mm -hmm. Brown. Mm. I'm not sure how many people, you know, um, know who he is and, you know, how he, you know, you know, would say, you know, he had special needs mm-hmm. and he felt like he, you know, oh, wow. yeah. And he, you know, he was scared to talk and, and he had a teacher who really was just like, you know, like, stop that. Like, mm-hmm. let's, you know, you are, you have a gift and let's move past that. Wow. And he's like this amazing motivational speaker mm-hmm. that's out there. So Beautiful. I just love those kind of like inspiring, real, you know, yeah. real, mm-hmm. you know, I was homeless type. and now mm-hmm. this is where I'm at. Yeah. Is that the cool. gentleman that we that you had um uh, come to the one of the sensory friendly movie days? Or no? Nadine. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Is that the <laughs> is that the gentleman that you had come to one of the sensory friendly movie days? He Which, he he had autism and he Yes, was, um and my and his the, name just fell off my tongue right now, but he wrote a book and he actually donated his book to, um, I think 50 of our kids got his book that day. It was a gentleman. Yeah, I got one. I, God, I can't remember his name. Forgive me it's, on that it's, one. It's not the name that, um, the reason why I brought that up is because Rashida said, what was the name that you said? Oh, Les Brown. Is that No, it him? wasn't Les Brown. No, oh, Les okay, Brown is a, um, actually Les Brown is an African American author mm-hmm. and this gentleman, um, is a Caucasian man. I, I forget his name, but he's an amazing speaker. He's a young man who was on the autism spectrum, went off to college, started writing books, and now he's on the circuit. And I got to get his name. It's, it's oh, on and the I'm top thinking of my about, I know who he is too. Yeah. I, I, I can't remember it offhand, but. He worked um, for HBO at one point, or he did something with HBO and. Dan, um, Daniel. No. 
Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay out of this because I don't yeah. want to. <laughs> I got to get it. And I, and I feel bad that I don't know, know okay. the name offhand. So forgive me on that one. But, you know, I, again, I want to just thank you for the opportunity to, to be a part of the conversation, thank you. especially uh, in Autism Awareness Month. Yes. Um, yes. And I got to give a big thank you to my sheroes like Sharon, um, Shannon, who, you know, Nason's place. We are a family, but we have yes. some amazing um, moms who also chip in to help one another out. I mean, Beautiful. during COVID this year, we wouldn't have been able to deliver all the food that we had to deliver, the sensory items, mm-hmm. um, the in-home support. We've had some amazing, and I've used autism moms to help do that. So. Incredible. Ladies, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank for you. what you do. Thank you for your advocacy. Nadine, and- when's your book coming out? <gasps> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When is that book? I'll read that. Oh, yeah. I will oh, see, that. Rashida oh, will read yeah. that book, maybe. It won't be an audible. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank we you. need an audible for that one, and someone's going to have to dictate it for me. <laughs> but, um, you know, well, my story is still being made. So mm-hmm. okay. it, it will it will definitely come. It will Beautiful. Come. I'm sure Thank it will. You. Thank you so much Thank for taking the time so to much. be with us. We so appreciate your stories, yes. your, your passion. You're driven by love. Yes. And we would love to have you back again. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we want to just kind of share where, you know, they can find this episode. Yes. episode. Yeah. Um, so absolutely. Yeah. We're on Spotify. We're on SoundCloud. SoundCloud, iTunes. iTunes. Exactly what Rashida says. We're on um, <laughs> check out Nason's place on Facebook and Facebook, yeah, yes. Facebook, yeah. Facebook, Instagram. And one thing I want to leave you with is mm-hmm. Nason's place can't stop the diagnosis, but we can help the families affected by it. Yeah. Absolutely. Beautiful. Check them out. Nason's place doing incredible yes, things. Yes, Thank yes. you again, Nadine and Shannon. This was really eye-opening and heartwarming. Yeah, so thank you. I'm going to go cry. Yeah, seriously. Like, really, I'm going to cry. No, I'm just blown away. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Be well, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank Watch you. this episode. Yes, for sure. Download us. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. The Not Okay, It's Okay podcast includes casual conversations related to mental health, self-care, practical tips and resources, along with validation that not being okay is okay. You acknowledge and agree that the following warnings and disclaimers shall apply to all of our content. This podcast represents the opinions of Hillary Shear, LPC, and Rashida Cartwright, LCADC, and their guests to the show. The information provided is for informational purposes only, and we recommend that you consult with a healthcare professional for medical or mental health advice. The views and opinions expressed in the Not Okay, It's Okay podcast are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. Do not use our content in lieu of professional advice given by qualified medical or mental health professionals. Always seek the advice of your own medical mental health provider related to your specific medical or mental health condition prior to implementing any recommendations or suggestions from using our content. Privacy is of great importance to us. That being said, all people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect patient confidentiality. 